0: what's up everyone how you guys and gals doing what's up WMMRDB rockford baby hopefully you're enjoying that uh, 90s uh heavy metal right now i know i am i'm telling you what one of the things if i wasn't a biker i'd want to be a freaking rock star because they got a lot of poontain back in the 80s now i wouldn't have went for the freaking tight jeans or the hair or the makeup and stuff like that just wasn't me. But I do know it helped get them going, man. Uh, but you know what? It's probably come full circle now because a lot of even these bikers wear this tight jeans stuff. And it's like, dude, don't you smother your balls or something like that? Do you, it, what is with you? Why punish them if this is what I say? But uh, the Hollywood and Mike show is right now. We got special guests coming up. Uh, so, uh, make sure you crank that radio, man, sit back, listen, grab a beer. Uh, just don't do no weird stuff, man. I, China Doll's not on air, so don't be, uh, you know, jacking that sucker, uh, to me. Cause I'm ugly, man. And I, I just don't go that way. Uh, but anyway, we got Andrew from the Midwest chopper fest coming on. We're going to do a quick recap of the chopper fest, man. Was it old school? Was it fun? It was a little hot out there, man. It was so hot, the devil wanted lemonade. It was uh, funny. Earlier in the week, uh, uh Andrew came on and said, yeah, it's going to be great weather or not hot. Dude, I was roasting out there, man. I was roasting. But you should have seen, and I do. I'm actually in the middle of getting this video together uh, for the Midwest Chopper Fest. You're going to get to see all the bikes and stuff. My God was pre-1984 the way to go for me. Uh, the, I guess that's just the era I'm, uh, I love, man, because, you know, you had all the Vietnam vets. They knew how to not only build a bike, but they knew how to par And, uh, I guess our, uh, Andrew coming up, he was out there in the mini bike joust and stuff. I should have took him up on that, man. It would have been fun jousting him, but, uh, it it was a good time. You got to see the live and all that good stuff. Later on, we got the bet rim podcast coming into the show. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I think we're going to talk about something about something. I don't know. I forget already, man. That's a Hollywoodism right there. Uh, but let's bring in Andrew, man, my man. And uh, the party What's
1: going is- on, guys? How are you doing?
0: <laughs> What's up, Andrew?
1: Shit. Same shit, different day.
0: Same shit, different day, man. Uh, You know, Andrew's an iron worker, man. He's one of the guys I always say have the balls the size of elephants for up there building them skyscrapers and stuff. Insanity, if you ask me, insanity. That's just as bad as one of them guys that uh climb them antennas on the uh sky straight uh, scrapers just to change a light bulb stupidity if you ask uh but uh the chopper fest was just bang real man
1: Fuck yeah it was yeah. So a, a lot of good bikes a lot of good time it was a good turnout for everybody here it was, we had a lot of fun Shit, i was mini bike Charleston pretty early and a wet t-shirt contest went on at uh well, we had a little bit of rain and during part of the rain turned into a wet ter uh wet t-shirt contest it was a good time
0: it was man hey, what happened to the be it's not gonna be as hot out man I, we were all roasting out there. I, don't,
1: I, I don't know what happened it's it was weather man you know they always say it was they said it wasn't supposed to be uh it wasn't supposed to rain and they said it wasn't supposed to be hot. it was supposed to be only like 78 80 and it's probably about 93 and it rain ended up raining
0: well we have uh douche he was at the chopper fest and he's saying it was awesome he loved the custom trophies that was actually made by you weren't they yes they were yeah we had a lot of li- listeners that were at the chopper fest and i appreciate you guys coming out and uh supporting it uh every year i think it's gonna grow man
1: yeah it's gonna get it keeps getting bigger i got i'm already in the works for next year i've, I've taken about a week or so to myself to do some other stuff but uh yeah it's, i've already started thinking about what i want to do to make things better for next year a few more classes so that people get uh, a better chance at winning more trophies and a few other things.
0: I'm telling you what, man. I got the interview Skylar, dude. She got some big old boobs, man. I'm talking bigger than Mount Everest, that stripper or bartender, whatever oh, yeah. he has. <laughs> My God, where did you find that one? Yeah, oh, you yeah know what? she's China- one
1: of our bartenders.
0: She's- China Dow brought what was, her over. What was, was saying, that? Damn. The China Dow brought her over and got her interviewed and stuff like that. I'm sitting there, damn, man, a threesome would be awesome with this one. She's, she's like wild <laughs> and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a bunch of girls that like that like to run around us all the, all the damn time.
0: I bet, man. You, you know, you give one over there, putting her in the hooch or something. I know you getting your freak on, man. I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, you know, it's the benefits of what we have. So what we'd like to do, we like to have a good time.
0: Rock on. Now, as far as some of the winners, man, you got some of the winners. Uh, for the choppers.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So first place we had uh a guy. Had, I don't have the paperwork in front of me right now. Uh, we had a guy. He had a PG on his uh, sissy bar. It was a pre eighty four shovel head. He took first place. Uh, we didn't have any bikes show up for vintage, so we ended up doing another. We ended up doing because we had so many eighty four pre eighty four bikes. We took the vintage bikes uh, one, and he ended up winning. That was a guy, uh, his name's Roger. He brought a 46 knucklehead with about a six-foot front end on it. Uh, then we had the cuts that won. Jake, Jake cuts, he won bobber, uh, best bobber, with uh, with his built 106 motor that's shoved into, it has two Super D Carburetors on it, fuel, custom fuel pumps, all sorts of cool stuff done to it. Uh, Modern Chopper was won by Mud, uh, which that's a radical top uh, front end on it. Has a real long front, twenty-four over front end on it. Uh, what else? There was. Uh, i trying to think who else won. Uh, the, the custom, the custom bikes was won. Uh, was a custom. It was a custom bike. No Baker won this year. Uh, because they were bumped to get uh, mounted together, but we had a custom bike all all done up. It ended up winning too. I don't remember the name of that person off the top of my head. And then uh, test and show overall for everybody, which was for the Ronster Trophy. We are dedicating it and uh, uh, Billy Springhorn. Uh, Billy and Ronster were two help, two major helps with Midwest Chopper Fest, and in the last year we've lost both of them.
0: Oh man. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, there will be pics and a video. I'm actually douche putting together the video and the pics of all the winning bikes, as well as the presenting of the trophies, what we did during the day and stuff. Got a lot of footage uh, that we're going through editing right now, trying to make it a, a nice little uh, video uh, for everybody to check out. That way you to go with it next year and uh you're gonna have some fun man this was not nothing like uh sturges or daytona this was an old school biker party man and that's what i loved the most about it i had a freaking awesome time there and you don't see these many type of parties anymore
1: yeah that's you know we like to have good time you know that's keeping it old is the best way and forget if you get away from where your heritages are of the bike culture, you lose so much tradition. Like keep it all tradition. That's the fun parts.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Boobies, freaking bikes and all kinds of good stuff happened over at the Midwest chopper fest. Uh, But I just wanted to bring Andrew on just uh, give a little recap of uh, everything that went down on there again man you know what you should have went and got one of them old german helmets for the jousting contest that would have been fun
1: yeah next year uh i'm gonna work on it we might have to make some like trash can armor or something we'll come (laughs) up with it i had some guys come up and tell me that was uh probably the most insane shit they've seen in their they've seen they said exact words i've seen stupid shit i've seen funny shit and that tops all of it (laughs) When they saw me me and Shaggy fucking jousting each other. I almost took out one of our vendors.
0: (laughs) Well, you had strip club choppers there and a couple other ones there, too.
1: Yeah, we had uh, strip club choppers. We had Viking bags, uh, sent out some stuff. Lowbrow uh, sponsors our show. So does uh, Deadbeat Customs. They sponsor the show. So we have a lot of sponsors. And we had... uh, Wisconsin dollhouse sponsoring the show. So it's always, we always have a good time. We've got a lot of, usually a lot of good sponsors. They like to send stuff out. They gave out, they sent us helmets and book bags and traveling bags, koozies, all sorts of stuff. And we'd like to give it all away. So it's just give it to anybody and everybody.
0: Well, get ready, everybody. Next year for the Midwest Chopper Fest, we're really going to promote the shit out of that because I know damn well it's an awesome party firsthand, and I think all of you will enjoy going over there. For those that uh, did go, you're awesome for supporting the Midwest Chopper Fest. But thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, thank you, guys. That good stuff and have fun. Tell Pops I said hi so he'd kick my ass next time. <laughs> <I speak.
1: laughs> yeah, I'll let him know for you I'll let Jake know. <laughs> All
0: right, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, I'll talk to you later.
0: Rock on. We got Mike and we got the Bent Rim Podcast coming on the show right now, man. Hey, what's up, Mikey?
2: What's going on, everybody? Much love and respect to everybody. Hopefully, everyone's having a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever the heck you guys are from.
0: What a lame introduction.
2: Man, you just, you got, man, you know what? How about <laughs> this? Bam! Is that good enough for you, in Hollywood?
0: Is that yeah, good enough? It gives, enough? A little, it gives right. me a little excited about that. All right, uh,
2: there we go. Out. We're excited now. Yeah. We're here. All right, let's go.
0: So do you have any old school parties like uh, we're talking about over in Cali?
2: Yeah, I mean the thing is is like I don't know I I can't speak for partying in the East Coast and stuff like that. I just We're not East but,
0: Coast, so don't even embarrass yeah, us I'm just that. saying
2: East Coast, Midwest, all this. Like I, I don't have those. Experiences don't even put well. us in the like, same
0: category. Anyways, don't put us in the same category.
2: Anyways, I can only talk about my region and my area, and it seems to be old school. It seems to be uh loving like that. Now, what was really cool, Hollywood was actually watching this Midwest Chopper Fest live on insane throttle and i was actually able to be there and i think a lot of you guys in the chat were able to as well and that was something really really cool that they set up now of course the internet is a hard thing to be able to like go out there and like film everything but what an amazing show
0: oh it was man uh had fun as hell they really took care of us from the midwest chopper fest and i love i got the interview one of our uh our listeners crowd right on air, man. We yeah. had a, a good amount, of everybody coming up saying hi and stuff There's like that. There's
2: our man right there in the chat right now.
0: Oh, there, there he is. is. Uh, yep. We had a lot of good clubs there. It was just a fun time, man. And uh, it's something that, that you should plan a year ahead of time to come out to as soon as I get the well, dates. Are for-
2: you going to fly me out?
0: what do you look what do i look like you're freaking yeah no i look like forever? i
2: i'm 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 the employee you're the you know what i mean
0: you're our co-host go screw yourself <laughs> get your ass on united airlines fly to friendly skies okay
1: oh but shit. Uh,
0: you know <laughs> all right Oh man, I gotta teach you how to use sweeper buttons. Oh, uh wow. you only you you only use those like once every 15 minutes on a radio. Oh, okay. But it, mar- it, it was not, it was I'm, like, a,
2: I'm a novice. I'm novice. That's I told you can, I'm the employee. I told you guys.
0: We can tell. Uh but uh yeah, it was just a wonderful time, and I really had a great uh you know chance to get a lot of content out. Those choppers really brought me back. A well, lot of people I came in at I came in the early nineties and those are the choppers. I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike today where you got them fairy baggers and stuff like that, all dressed up. And it's like, dude, do you even ride the damn things where that 46 knuckle was one of my favorite ones? I think he said it was a six foot, uh, six uh, foot front end. That was one of my favorite bikes there.
2: Well, I wonder Uh, how many panties dropped for it. You know what I mean?
0: I don't know, man. Hey, look, uh, hey, look, I mean, I saw
2: a couple of pictures. I'm not going to, you know, because none of the pictures have been leaked out. Not that I know of. And some of those choppers were absolutely gorgeous. I'm sitting here as oh, a, right because- a West Coast guy. Okay. And I'm sitting here going, damn, these choppers are nice. So. Well, awesome. you know,
0: I went down the line and did some good uh, different video angles and stuff. Uh, so you're going to be able to see these bikes up close and yes. uh, personal. And that's what I really enjoy doing is that kind of stuff compared to the other stuff I have to do Monday through Friday and give all the bullshit out. Uh, But I love being out and about talking to everybody and all that good stuff. But uh, we got Bent Rim podcast coming in, and he was kind of pissed off at me uh, because what you didn't tell him what we were talking about, Mike? Hell no, No, I don't. I I did.
2: I absolutely did. I absolutely did. I relayed the message. It was up to you to read the message. That's it.
0: Well, that too. And China Dolls just put in there that she put up some of the pictures from the Instagram on hers. Uh, So, but uh, what are we going to be talking about with Bentrim man, since, you know, you didn't let me know what's up?
2: No, it's it's the social structure, I guess. And and I'm saying it wrong. I already know. But it's like the social structure of Motorcycle Club culture and within daily life itself. And I'm saying it wrong. I already know I am, and Batrim's gonna come in here and be like, "Autocorrect." Let me go ahead and fix this. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's a good topic to talk about, anyways. And he kind of has a good idea to to bounce off of this as well. And I want him to come in here. I know he's in the background right now. I want him to come in here, ask him the question.
0: Asking the question.
2: Yeah, I'm putting him on the spot.
0: Asking the question. Asking Whoa. the question. I'm not gay. You are, but I oh, am. Oh
2: no, 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 not okay. You went there. Okay, hold <laughs> on. I'm just gonna close my camera now. <laughs>
0: hey, you're uh, talking about it, not me, man. Well, you know hey. i I know you're uh, what in L A. and stuff like that. So it's kind of
2: in that category. Okay, Mister Shy Rock.
0: <laughs> well, Shy Rock, man. At least hmm. I'm proud. We shoot at each other. You guys do something else on your knees. But, oh, is uh, that what
2: we do over here? You're gonna tell yeah, the Southside? Okay, man. okay.
0: But uh, bring in uh, BRP, man. Uh, this is his first time on uh, my platform and stuff. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a good real deal interview. He kind of thinks like me, which is cool. Uh, God is forbid if he thought like Mike. But go ahead, uh, BPR. Bring him in, Mikey.
2: All right, let's do it. He's here. What's up? What's we made it oh, where God. no one's got food poisoning. No one's got food poisoning. We're here, guys.
3: Dude, yeah, don't, this, most. this dude's up here shining your knob. Fucking like daddy, fly me out next year,
2: please. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to come in hot with that shit.
0: Like, god <laughs> damn, bro. Like, dude, all over that stuff, man. And I told him hey. I don't go this way.
2: No, apparently not. First class is not his route.
0: Don't you do ain't that. first class, man. You're only half I'm not of a first
2: class, class act. How rude.
0: <laughs>
3: listen dude your legs too much for carry on man this is
2: no up- this is tripod central bro i'm i'm probably more stable than everyone else
0: <laughs> so what question are you supposed to be asking man
3: well no i'm not gay.
0: <laughs> i don't know man everybody has a personal choice not me so much you know i like uh the pink taco and stuff but uh hey if you like schlong that's up to you
3: Hey, man, that's just that West Coast mentality, I guess. Man. Whoa!
2: Why is the West Coast under so much scrutiny? Damn.
0: Well, I don't know, man.
3: Could you, try, you tried grouping the East Coast with the West Coast. No, we don't no, no. Well, you, well, well Hold
2: on. Why are you so offended? You're on the East Coast yourself. Yeah, but, yeah you don't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man.
3: Yeah, you ain't going to group me in with this Windy City fucking
0: Cornhole. Oh, I'm sorry. Morning.
2: Windy City. Oh, Dang, these names are rude, man. You guys are rough
0: you guys are just pissed off. We get more Punte in the Midwest, but uh, that rim, man, what's your podcast about and all that good stuff. Talk about this. Are we on, uh, YouTube? Are we on Spotify? TikTok, Any of them?
3: Well, we're starting out on YouTube. We're going to get everything switched over to Spotify. As soon as I pull my head out of my ass and do the work. And then, uh, much of the story behind it is, is just, you know, I'm not very active in, uh, the MC life anymore and I'd like to get out there and explore and meet more uh, people in the community and get them real stories from the root and everything and that's what I'm trying to bring out there on my uh, platform
0: very awesome stuff right there man uh you gotta go and get yourself uh Spotify iTunes all that good stuff uh, get your reach out there more but uh, Mike's been talking you up man uh what's so special about Bentrim?
3: I'm just an average everyday motherfucker, man. Oh, (laughs) So you haven't done anything?
2: Okay, I got you. No, you're cool. You're an average dude. Citizen, right? That's what we call you.
0: Ouch. Dude, he's going to beat you up with your legs. I'm a citizen (laughs)
2: too. (laughs) Right.
0: right. So our topic today is what, Ben? Uh, We let you get to choose the topic, and uh, let's go from there.
3: I well, was just throwing it out there. and you know, I've been paying attention to the beat can and the morning show and whatnot. And it seems like, you know, the, the talk about what social standards are in this day and age, going from even trickling down to the MC culture and then also down into just life in general, because if you guys can answer my question on what social standards are nowadays, I'd love to know it.
2: Shoot, I don't even know because do we even have standards anymore? Do we have codes and ethics? Do we have any of these morals anymore?
3: That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, like, I mean, I, 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 good,
2: yeah, I'm saying I'll wait because yeah, I don't if, know if, anyone if, that does
0: you're it. You're gonna have to learn BRP that Mike just jumps in half I the do. time. He's, excited.
3: Uh, yeah, he's too excited, he's gonna pump his brakes. Pat your pecker. you'll be all <laughs> right. I'm going to my room, guys. I'm going to my room, right? <laughs> Go but ahead, no, man. Uh, man, I grew up rural, backcountry, well, central Pennsylvania is what I like to call it. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, and really, honestly, like your social standards is more or less like your upbringing, your surrounding, everything from your community to how you were raised and everything kind of uh, conforms and fits that. So and it's going to be different across yeah. the board, which is great because we have everyone from each section of the country. Generation, right now And, and country. also
2: generational, too.
3: Oh shut the fuck up, <laughs> 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 you yep. fucking Zach. Table.
2: Let's go.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what social standards, uh, if you're talking about uh, you know, we were talking about the Midwest Chopper Fest, the party, and stuff like that. It was a different type of generation that really believed in honor loyalty, uh, loving your brother and stuff. You don't really get to see that anymore. And I think that's why I was so excited to do the event because most of the time you go out to these corporate events and you're finding nothing but a bunch of idiots out there. And a lot of people that don't know how to keep the word or admit when they're wrong. Those are some of the standards that were taught to generation X by the Vietnam generation. And unfortunately, Generation X didn't pass it down to Millennial and then Generation Z. No, yeah, I totally agree with you.
2: I just want to say that I think it's easier, and this is why I think this has happened. I think it's very easy to point the finger rather than point thumbs. You know what I mean? Uh, accountability is, is no longer even a thing. You know, like if you're wrong, you'll you'll show them proof that they're wrong and they'll sit there. Nope, wasn't me. Like, dude, like there is no accountability for anyone's actions anymore. And I think the internet and social uh, media has messed that up a lot.
3: 100%.
2: It's it's kind of left these guys uh, with a disconnect like, oh, I'm an untouchable. You mm-hmm. know, and that's very not true. No one's bulletproof here and no one's, trust me, no, it's dude. a small world. Mm-hmm.
3: No, and that's what kills me on the social platforms here and stuff. Because you see people channel banging and everything all the time. And they're all within this this niche. And it's like, dude, when when are you going to find out that YouTube becomes real life real quick?
0: Well, it does. Uh, But one thing that really does uh, disappoint me is personal responsibility.
2: Yep, and there is none. And like I said, it's easier to to dodge that, you know, and it's because no one's going to sit there. It seems like no one's actually going to press the issue anymore. Like, no, you're dead wrong, dude. Like, you're not. I got the proof right here. Everyone's just sitting there going, okay. You know, like just blowing it off like it's nothing. And people are getting away with murder by doing that.
0: Well, I think it all comes down to Parrington Parrington, and parents ain't like that anymore. Bent rim at all. Where accountability is taught.
3: I try. I mean, I'm fine. I feel like I'm losing an uphill battle because of the influence and stuff from YouTube and like these crazy cartoons and shit they got for the kids nowadays. That's what they're trying to learn from. And it's like, dude, like what? I mean, come outside, do this, do that. You know, let's, you know, it's just mind boggling. And it's kind of a headache trying to deal with that right now. But I mean, growing up for me, like even the standards in life, I mean, gold. I mean, if you want to say what the stand, the bar was and stuff growing up, it was, you know, house on the hills with some acreage and a white picket fence, dude. Mm -hmm. And it was marriage and kids. Like, what is it now? Like, what is the fucking goal that we're supposed to be teaching? Clout,
2: clout, just numbers. That's it. That's not even payment, not money, not nothing. It's literally clout is what people are going for. They're going for numbers. They're so focused on numbers. And I mean, there's literally videos that teach you how to try to clickbait people. Like, that's all you try to, (laughs) like, people study this shit. It's terrible. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we can take it off the Internet because we all know the Internet's a problem.
3: Yeah, like it's
2: it's it's the same on the social set uh, and the real set, too, because people aren't really held liable. You know what I mean? And that's why sometimes things happen. You know, unfortunately, I can't make excuses for what happens on the street. But
0: well, you're talking about social uh, stuff uh, in society in general, Mm -hmm. and that is reflecting a lot on the biker scene right now. You're seeing it. See, all this started to me in 1994, you know, when Harley Davidson went into the bullshit of you actually had to sign up to get a bike. You had to wait. And that's when the switch happened from, you know, the dirty bikers before that. Nobody wanted to be one until uh, 94 when the rub invasion started. And let's just be honest. It was uh, Harley Davidson's marketing uh, to these type of people that led to where we're at today. And there's a lot of different standards if you want to call it a biker, you know, a lot of different standards uh, that everybody lives by. Now, I remember when with, you know, the guys that grew me up, as I call it, you they can smell bullshit a mile away and it's not like that anymore.
3: No, and that, that I find that with a struggle interacting with people on and off the web now, too, because it's just like you're always fucking questioning them, dude. Like there's no just like you can feel that genuinism out of that person and be able to not have to like look into them so hard. Like everyone's against everyone. Everyone's got to watch their ass. And it is ridiculous where, you know, a fucking handshake and a, fuck you know, eye contact and a fucking decent handshake used to fucking mean something plus your word. And then now it's just total shit.
0: I believe that was really lost uh from the Vietnam guys. Everybody, you know, I talk about them a lot because they were the real deal. Them guys would jump on a hard tail right across country, sleep in a ditch. They did it. They've been there, did it. And they actually knew what their word meant. And they taught it to a lot of us. And we forgot about that to teach the other ones. And now you're in a place, if you see some of the comments on my show, you got you can tell they're freaking yups and rubs and rubbers, as I call them, with their smart-ass mouths. And it's like, dude, come on. I just seen you over at the bike night. You didn't run your fucking mouth then. And it's just changed the feel of everything. You know what I mean? It's changed the feel of, you know, the biker events. Uh, I remember Daytona 23 years ago wasn't like it is now uh, when I first went. But you got a lot more of societal issues that are making it way into the scene.
3: Oh my god, dude, it's insane! Like you bring up, like even these bike weeks anymore. I mean, what what are we promoting anymore? Just mass influx of uh, bringing in sheriffs, and uh, they got to make a big scene about the fluctuation of bringing in, you know, overpaid sheriffs and everything for the entire week. And then, oh my god, there was one crash, but we're gonna make it sound like there's thirty, and it was just a rock. You know, I had to
2: fly in about two hundred <laughs> extra cops from out of town or whatever the heck it is. You know, it's like well, man. you look
0: at e- you look at Easy Riders; they were in Chilicati forever. And you had one freaking tight ass freaking sheriff coming and bitch and moan. Next thing you know, uh, the Chillicotte rally was pushed away to another town. That's what we're dealing with now. And we're also dealing with, I never thought I'd ever see this, was where a biker would cross the line over to a cop supporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're seeing a lot of that shit. Now, when I was coming up, uh, it, the only cop club out there was the Blue Knights, mm-hmm. and they knew their road. Blue but now okay. you, you got them all over the place. Now all kinds of different cop clubs, and you actually got so-called bikers that are supporting them. B, B B uh BRP.
3: Well, let's okay. So let's go back a little further. Like, how often? Like, how how often was it that you actually saw a interracial club? Hmm going back i mean that that kind of was the standard there it wasn't that each club kind of had their own little city and stuff and there was no mixing and it was a tribal thing and that's that's kind of like probably like, social standards is, is that it, it social standards really is a clicked up deal it is a tribal thing you know what i mean like it is kind of like your little group of it's like you know right and left you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so what I was used to and stuff being brought up and being told about stuff and then actually getting involved and being, you know, in it was that, you know, there was no mixing, you know, you did this, you know, group B had this and did that and group A did this. And there was no middle area. Like it, that was the line. It was yes or no. There was no fucking no, gray area. area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the problem though with, you know, when a lot of this started, I think when, when McDonald's got sold, uh, sued because, you know, someone, uh, fucking drank hot coffee that literally the lid said hot
0: Mm -hmm. BRP why don't you answer this one right here rubs didn't ruin anything there are tons of combat vets from America's longest war who know what sacrifice is and keeps their word the younger generation of vets don't want to deal with the BS is it BS the old uh, traditions
3: no what the fuck no dude look no man see this is where Chino would be good for the shit (laughs) (laughs) even then like even going back to the vietnam shit did we really know what the fuck we were sending guys that guys were going over there for at that time
2: nope
0: that was a whole different war but i'm talking about where he says is it you know bs now that the older guys live by a tradition and different sets of rules and now all of a sudden you got younger guys coming in saying they don't have to deal with it
3: that's where see like what i've been seeing in a lot is is there's a little bit of a a generational gap and then what's happening is yes you're having the young up and comers trying to have new ideas and push this and oh my god i ain't gotta listen to this old fart fuck this guy but the the point is is that no one's meeting that common ground or no one's getting their ass kicked that's a fucking other thing too Mm -hmm. these guys some of the some of the even the older generation ain't taking it Into their own hands to fucking knock a motherfucker out. But here's the problem too with that. Even going back, what, 10, 10 some years ago. ago, I mean, you got into an altercation. It was a slap on the wrist and maybe a $300 fine. Now you're looking at full felony in jail time.
2: Yeah. You do in jail. Yeah.
3: And another thing is too, everyone's got one of these fucking things. So, yeah, cell phones. <laughs> that's another fucking problem, dude. That's what's killing everything, man. Really, honestly. Even some of these events, like even some of like these smaller events that are actually big, you know, that we know of and stuff, like it gets ruined by shit like this because if people take the video and then finally throw it up on the internet and everything and they see this, and, oh my God, that's wrong. We got to shut this down. And oh my God, oh my God. It really did. No.
2: It, it's just. It, when it comes to these cops, you know, the cop clubs and stuff, you know, I thought, you know, I was taught anyways that they drew their own line. They were the ones that drew the line in the sand. We weren't. They were. They made the, that decision. And listen, I'm not going to be a part of or be around anybody that, first of all, doesn't even want us around, A. You know, why would I set myself a fail, failure like that? I don't understand. And also, number two, it's like, we were taught to like, that was our side of the room and that's their side of the room. Why are we, why is there this commingling? Like it's okay to like hang out and talk with these people and be around these people. Like people have seemed to make the, the, the excuse, you know, like, Oh, I can hang around them. It's no big deal, but really it is. It is a big deal.
0: Right. Well, it is a huge deal because the two never are supposed to mix and shit like that. Right. Uh, right. But you see a lot of, uh, that coming in too. What's happening now? They think it's all right. Where you know they they it just makes me laugh because they look at you like you're some scumbag, but you're still gonna support them, which is freaking hypocritical in my eyes.
2: Well, how can you support anybody that's gonna want to arrest you at the end of the night? You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to hang around those people in the first place? I don't get it.
0: Exactly. I,
2: why would you want to be around anybody that has the capability of taking your, your freedom away? Why? Why be around those people? I, I just, it just flabbergasted me. I don't get you it. Know.
3: I mean, <clears throat> they obviously made the yeah. occupational games yeah. to and uphold and do what they want to do. For me to sit there and think that they can sit there and slap a yeah. diamond or any kind of patch on themselves and, you know, call themselves what we've done well, in we- bullshit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I figure a lot of young folks are still too busy being cool to settle down and be themselves.
2: That's true. You know, a a lot of the young guys come in and they have a lot to prove, you know, and that's not something that's that's, uh, ever changed. I think it's always been kind of that way. But when it comes down to something where now everything's mediaized, where social media has made it kind of numb to where there's so much, you know, violence, I would say that it makes it like kind of like, okay, for them to do,
0: you know, it's all happening around the country. Let's be honest, man. The violence ain't that much in the scene. Uh, Like I always say, yeah. No, it's just
2: highlighted.
0: You know, the news is highlighted from all over the world, all over the country, but it's not something that uh, happens in particular spots all the time. Uh, So we have to be, you know, upfront and honest with that. You know, like, you know, like you see on my stuff, that's from all over the country, man.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's all over the place. And every region's going to be different.
0: There's more good than there is bad.
2: Absolutely. And I can speak on that personally because I'm in the scene behind the scenes and I just see amazing things just happen that nobody ever talks about. It's never on social media. You know, maybe a picture here, a picture there, but that's it. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it those are like times that people are donating tens and tens of thousands of dollars and doing runs and doing all sorts of things just to make someone else's life better. That has nothing to do with the club most of the time, you right. know? And sometimes, yeah, the club needs to raise funds for their own brother that, that needs some help that happens too, you know,
0: what, what brought this issue to you BRP?
2: Well, because you got so many, it,
3: how to, th- the media narrative, the news narrative right now is that there's so many things getting pushed. It's all smoke and mirrors, dude. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing, one thing's being played here to you. And then this is happening over here. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, dude. Like we were cracking jokes and we're talking about too, you know, like the LBGQ and shit, you know, whatever, dude, in my eyes and shit, like growing up, dude, you want to be gay, be fucking gay. Like, do you, Like, Mm. that's fine. And then what happened from there? Oh, well, then by, you know, bisexuality came out. Okay, whatever. And then it went into so on and so forth. And it just kept building that we had to keep, like, they had to keep bringing out more and more. They had to break it down more and more and more instead of just having a fucking, well, here's this and here's that. Mm. Straight or you're gay. That's it. Bam. But then also, but now that was just one example. But I mean, like. I mean, we know the narrative is always negative push towards us. Whether it's, you know, motorcycle accidents, you know, club, you know, negative club exposure on the news, the violence, all that shit. But that's what's great. What you guys are trying to do and what you've been doing is Hollywood wise and everything has been promoting the good that comes out of this and what got clubs and organizations are doing out there. But that's only that's that's all we got right now. You know, Well, that's
0: what you know, what with uh, the mainstream media bleeds, it leads. That's 100 percent. And even if you see that on social media, uh, I can put all the damn good out there. I can and nobody's going to watch. It's only the stuff that bleeds that are they're going to watch. They love that drama shit. Uh, And that's unfortunate. But that's the way society wants to look at us. And like I said, you know, it's nothing these days uh compared to the way it used to be as far as, you know, people getting down and stuff. Uh But, you know, I think that left the impression that's what clubs are all about and that and the feds fucking uh, pushing their crap. Uh, Same thing out- with the
2: media. You know, they're yeah. pushing the media that 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 narrative extremely freaking hard. And you'll notice if you really pay attention to these news stories, and I know Hollywood can attest to this, is that anytime that there's that really, really hold hearted some story that happens where like the, there's a child involved and they save the child, they will call it a biker group. The biker group did this. Not a biker mm-hmm. club, not no, it's a biker group. And then anytime that that they have the opportunity to talk about bad in the biker. Groups, they don't call them biker groups, they call them biker gangs at that point just to be able to get clicks. So, because we know that that word gang is clickable, mm-hmm. period. I don't
3: know, man, it just seems it, it, it's just a tough push for me because it, it you know, I try and be, I, I try talking general stuff on my platform and everything, but like everyone, you know, you'll see it in a side chat or a comment later down the road. Everyone wants to use a specific one-off instance that happened to try and prove their other argument, which is complete bullshit.
0: Well, you're well, right you because you've got some guys in there right now talking about SOA and st- it's not a freaking TV show. That's to blame Dude, for everything. No. The idiots out there is <laughs> what it is. I think, you know, SA- SOA was a damn TV show. If you can't uh, tell the difference between a TV show and real life, something's really messed up.
2: Yeah, but you know, I I can understand where people get that frustration from because I know it did bring a lot of influx of bikers. Well, then
0: you you would have to blame the wild one or easy. You would, you would,
2: you, would you would have to equally give that out because yes, that is the same thing, just different time periods. You know, um, and it's uh, you know, the same kind of narrative.
0: It just it's became that same kind of violent. narrative. It just became more violent with uh, those shows. With, Hol-
2: with Hollywood and animations and stuff like that, of course, they're going to make it very entertaining. You know what people think that the club culture is.
0: I don't know, man. I would have to say the biggest uh, crap that came out of SOA is the Dina Bros.
2: <laughs> I need to go to my room for the third time tonight.
3: <laughs> I might have to go to my room. I mean, I got an new six nine sitting in the shed. So,
2: <laughs> damn, that's rough I'm, to hear, man.
3: I, I'm sorry. I just didn't, you know, throw the throw the uh, little peanut fairing in the front yet, and you know, some fucking crash bars and be like, yeah. Yeah, do
2: some wheelies. Do some wheelies. You know what I mean. Do a real dynabro bro with the vans, the the shorts, uh, flannel. You know. What I mean?
3: Now wait. Now, if you guys pay attention, to some shorts. Uh, I'm gonna start pushing e-biking. I'm gonna be. Oh
2: an wow, we're going. We're going there now. Yeah. Uh, the
0: BRP uh, douche uh, asks, can you uh, give a chance to explain what your podcast is all about? Liking his comments, but he hasn't introduced his own platform yet. I think he did, but you were probably not there. But go ahead.
3: Yeah, sorry if you didn't catch that. Uh, my platform is kind of more of a positive based deal here. Um, I'm trying to be as mobile as possible, go out, meet as uh, fellow creators, shop owners, different uh, people within the culture itself, and just get them real stories from the road. That real talk, like nothing that has to deal with bullshit branding or sponsorships or anything like that. You know, and a, it helps the local community as far as putting out local shops and everything. Plus, you guys get to hear stories maybe from creators and you know people within the culture that you haven't get to heard or haven't heard.
0: That's the awesome. best thing I the best thing I could tell you as a new creator is to stay away from all the MC bullshit. Yep. Uh mm-hmm. because of the politics involved and it become it becomes old. You know what I mean? Like you're talking. Uh, about going out, filming different uh business owners. create That's the real shit right there. Yep. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of the subs that you're looking at go to a guy like Shade Tree Surgeon or uh there's others out there that do that kind of stuff with motovlogging or something. And you want to appeal more to the independent as a creator and you want to get, You know, lopped in to where everybody just knows you about talking about MC crap. You know, yeah, MC crap bring you uh, a lot of views right away. But then it just like dies down and you get in all kinds of fucking drama.
2: Well, there's only so much things. There's only so many things that you can talk about in the MC culture anyways online. You know what I mean? It's not like we can sit here and just go an array of just thousands upon thousands and thousands of videos of topics. It's, it's not going to happen in MC culture. And that's why I kind of feel like that was a box that I was even boxing myself in. And that's why I'm so glad to do this show. For instance, that me and Hollywood have been able to do a lot of human interest stuff and be able Mm. to dive deeper into these subjects rather than just being surface level MC, whatever crap that's going on. I love that. We're diving deeper into these subjects. Well, that's I mean,
3: if you look past the club stuff and look at just the motorcycle itself and what goes on between the rallies, getting on the bike and riding itself, destinations, building the damn bike, actually painting the bike, which I'll let it out of the bag and everything, whatever. Hopefully by the wintertime, I'll actually have my uh, booth and everything set back up. I'm going to start trying to do a little bit of uh, airbrushing and stuff and shooting it and putting it out there. And then uh, I wouldn't mind trying to do some. Giveaways or whatever, or send out some custom helmets and shit to guys and gals out
2: there. That's dope.
0: Well, see, even with me, I tried to get away from biker news. I thought I was going to be able to do. Of course, you know it didn't work out uh, with somebody. But that's uh, different. Yeah.
3: Well oh, yeah. Man, you're the you're the fucking king, bro. You're well. He's the
2: pioneer, biker. to be honest. He really is. So he set the standard. Right. But him, I,
0: do, you know, the best time I've had since I started this all was doing the live coverage from the Midwest Chopper Fest because that really pulled me back in time to where there was a lot of good people there, a lot of old scooter tramps there, more people that I can relate to at events like that. Yeah, I've done some in the past with live events and coverage, but at the same time, that's what pulled me, that's more my element uh, than a lot of this new stuff is. And that's why I give you advice, dude, stay to the independent stuff because you're not going to be put in all the bullshit.
3: Right. Well, there's still that whole whatever bullshit behind the scene between creators and shit. You just got to watch who you mess with and stuff. But anyway, but like going back to that stuff, like I just took a trip um June I uh, left Pennsylvania, went down to Caven Rock, Illinois. So I actually went to your state. Sorry that you're seven hours north of where I was at, but went to Hog Rock there in Caven Rock, Illinois. That gave old school vibes, and it was a hell of a time. It was well, just, you
0: gotta go to you gotta go to Hog Rock. I hear man. Hog Rock is kind of like that, they tell me.
3: Dude, I'm going uh, again, dude. I'm going again next year. Come with, man.
0: Haji uh love the Midwest Chopper Fest live was great to watch. It was fun to do, man, especially when I had big boobs on there. Uh <laughs> douche love at uh Midwest Chopper Fest. Hollywood, get the fuck over here. Why gotta go judge some chop? Jo- you know, yep, what? you
2: did. I saw that. You were like, China, get over here. I need to judge some choppers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. it was raw, man. That's what I liked about it was raw. And, I loved it. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot more of that type of stuff. Uh, so gonna,
3: Just a question. Huh? How are you going to try and – how was – I got to see bits and parts of the live, but um, how was it uh, internet-wise? Was it spotty and all that, or was it just straight through?
0: No, actually, once we hooked up to the actual modem, because uh, I went back and watched the live video feed from uh, that day, and it was just fine as long as you plug into the act when you're on Wi-Fi. It's a little different when you're out on that stuff. Uh the best thing I can tell you is you got to plug in.
2: Yeah. It just re- sucks because like a lot of
0: a
3: lot of play a lot of events that I've been wanting to shoot at and stuff, like even Hog Rock, we had five, six different guys there that do this, and we set about doing something, but we couldn't go. We should have just pre-recorded. That was the problem i mean well that's
0: game. what you usually if you don't have internet access to the actual modem you're going to want to record because yeah, you're going to you have yeah. problems with it
3: yeah i should have just broke down just pre-recording stuff i mean my whole setup with my whatever you want to call it soundboard or whatever this is it right here i have xlr right. capability everything just your four four mics hooked up, ready to go
2: and that's something right. you can take with you, you, take you on the road. road
3: oh yeah dude i took it with me
0: You're actually, if you go to places like these fest and stuff that I just did, you're actually going to get a better feel of what it's really about. Uh, You'll get to sit there, talk to all the old timers, and you'll see all the old bikes. A lot of these kids won't even, they won't even know what a freaking 46 knuckle was. And that's sad. You know, they'll know what all these freaking, uh, you know, toy baggers, as I call them, the big wheels. It's like, dude, didn't you get over that shit when you're like seven years it's old? Just
2: all covered in plastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Where
0: you actually seen it, it, how raw the motorcycle was—from the hardtail frame to bare bones of what mm-hmm. these guys had to ride, con- you know, cross country with.
3: I mean, I know, kinda, I'm I'm really digging what um. Uh, Chase from, uh or I'm sorry, Jace from Fast Life Garage is doing with that FXR showdown uh,
0: uh, before,
3: because I really feel like he's kind of reinvigorating the show up, build what you got, show up with it, with the whole FXR chopper built deal and then the fact that they're actually doing kind of like that Discovery biker build off deal, like you actually have to ride in to get judged and they're doing multiple stops all the way through like telecommute me wow. through Sturgis, I believe, and I, I'm kind of taking that as, like, Jace really kind of, he's definitely in the bag performance bagger scene and, you know, Dyna bro scene and everything, and that that's kind of, like, where he's at with that stuff, but I feel like him doing that is going to help bring it back to bare bones, build it up, hard tail, you know, Springer front end days and really push that stuff. I mean, I know... Even pro monkey and everything with him switching over where he just built that chopper what a couple months ago or right. for spring Daytona. Right. Stuff. I mean, most of his audience was what baggers, dad baggers, and stuff because it was bolt-on stuff and you know shit for that. True.
0: You know what I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna actually bring uh, Andrew on in a second. Yeah. Uh, but when I bring him on, no club talk whatsoever. Uh, Why you here? Uh, just chopper talk, man. Uh, nothing else. Uh, you know let's see here what do you think Andrew man you think bare bones choppers are ever going to come back um
1: I will probably a little bit my internet might be spotty right now so I don't know how well you guys can hear me
0: oh we can hear you yeah okay, you're coming through clear bro uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah yeah. I, I, I personally love bare bones choppers i'm building another one right now myself and i got nine bikes on on my list of getting worked on this winter so they're coming back but it goes through phases everybody in a couple of years all the um, you'll start seeing all the pro mod choppers coming back and then the big wheel baggers will try something different and it's, it all goes in phases
0: hmm yeah, it's well like, like I was saying, uh the bare bone choppers, they really needed somebody that was dedicated to ride them type of bikes. Yes.
1: Hey, I'll tell you this: if you ain't it takes love and it takes a it takes love to keep them bikes running because like I'm going down the road turning wrenches on my bike every if I go say down the, I do a 900 mile ride, which I ride hard, my hardtail bikes, 900 miles. Um, when I, and when I get to where I'm at, I have to turn a wrench on my bike so I can make it back home.
2: Yeah. It'd be pretty hard for me not to, if I, if I had a hardtail myself, it'd be pretty hard for me not to like try to check each and every bolt. Every time I went to a gas station, like I'd be freaking out. Uh, They'll
1: they'll let you know. They'll let you know half the time. Loctite is not a, is if loctite becomes your best friend and that doesn't even work so half the time you just weld the shit uh, weld
2: it permanently
0: yeah you're doing a permanent weld well that was the things brp with the older guys they made it work you know they were mechanical they worked on their bikes they loved their bikes you don't see that much anymore
3: No, everything's computers or just drop it off at Harley and pay the astronomical bill and get, you know, get bent over when you could honestly did the work within two, three hours of, you know, with you and a buddy.
0: Well, you had Andrew, he went out and, uh, you bought that new one and right away you just chopped the shit out of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, uh. I, I, there's a, there's two other companies, there's two other guys out there. Um, Big Gabe over in Kansas, over in Wichita, and then Bare Knuckle Choppers. We kind of, we're all kind of betting and talking with each other because I know the guys at both places and we're like, hey, let's see who can chop a brand new one and get it done faster. So we've all kind of started at the same time and they're the only three known uh, chopped into, uh, the new M8s—they're the only ones that are known to be chopped in the in the country.
0: Wow. Well, you know, for you, uh, Andrew and BRP, do you agree with this statement? Harley makes it purposely difficult to work on the bike yourself.
1: I believe that the country, most of everything around here, is throwaway now. All companies make it to break, so it's like that's where I try to th- build stuff to make it so it's bulletproof and it doesn't break.
2: It seems like everything is built to only last about a year from my experience. Pretty it much. Just seems like everything is built to last about a year.
3: No dude. Even, with the, even when the M8s first came out, hell, they were only lost in what, maybe two months?
2: That was a problem.
0: <laughs> well, you got to remember when a new uh, bike comes out or a new engine, nothing yeah. is as good as an Evo in my eyes. But
2: I agree. We're going to
0: have some problems like the big twins. You had the camshaft tensioners and all that kind of shit. Uh, question for the room Is technology on the bikes changing or destroying the culture?
2: I don't know if it's destroying the culture necessarily, but I, I do feel like there's more of a disconnect with the motorcycles than ever before. Um, it's more of like, Hey, it's a hangout session rather than, you know, uh, us riding, you know, uh, riding out on the street together will bring true brotherhood naturally, whether you're inside of an organization or not, it wouldn't matter.
0: Well, I think what brings everybody together is actually going in that garage, working on a bike, That too,
2: working on a bike and, and also riding side by side next year, brothers, you know what I mean? Building that trust, building that bond and building that, that, that kind of companionship on the road.
0: What do you think, Mm -hmm. Guy? What was that? You think uh, some of the uh, technology is changing the way we work on bikes?
1: Well, some of it's, like, computer-wise, like, you got to have damn near everything to work on these bikes. Like, I have a very extensive tool collection, and I'm always buying tools, and that's the problem for, like, Anybody that's new trying to get into doing this stuff, it's, it takes so much to keep up with the times. Like my, me chopping that M8, I had to buy so many specialty tools that I did not have to do what I had to do. Um, where if I just got another shovel or a pan or, uh, got an Evo or something, it would have been, it would have been a lot easier. Mm -hmm.
0: BRP.
3: I find it being an issue for some of these local shops to keep up with everything right now, because there is a lot of guys, you know, old school guys and everything just right in the town over. He literally can't work on anything above a certain year and everything because he can't get into the whole kit. He doesn't understand the computer systems and the cost of everything for him to go out and get all that is just astronomical. Man.
2: Well, just not, not only that, but how long does it take to get the freaking parts? You know what I mean? Those parts alone are like six months wait. You know, to get at least some of the experiences I've I've had over here on the West Coast. You're waiting six months, eight months, 12 months for parts. And you're just sitting there waiting. And you're just hounding these Mm -hmm. guys like, what is going on with my bike? What is going on with my equipment?
3: Do you think it's more or less too? It's a kind of a lazy on everyone's end that the uh, initiative, the work on your own shit has gone to the waste.
2: I think COVID was a big reason. I think COVID was a big reason why all this kind of happened.
3: That was just kind of a a major. Well, it made,
2: it made everyone lazy.
3: Well, I wouldn't say that too. It, it, it drove up the
1: cost of everything, the inflation. Inflation right now is killing everything for all the small businesses to keep up. It's ridiculous. All the, all the companies like, like I was saying, the bare knuckle choppers and, a lot of the companies that make one-off parts, it's hard for them to keep up because of just because of how much stuff is costing them to do it now.
2: Right.
0: Well, what do you think, uh, Andrew, about Rock County Cycles in Janesville? Uh, Kraut said it's pretty much still an old-school bike shop.
1: Um, I have, I, I no comment, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I Understood. Hey, that happens sometimes, man. Not everything is the best of best. And not everything is roses,
1: <laughs> right? I, I just have I have I have friends that if there's I have, I just no comment. <laughs> they're so they're good I, people. They're still working on bikes. I personally I I don't take my bikes there, and I wouldn't. But if I needed to find something, I might call them. But most of the time, no, I got I got my own network to like to find what I need. And that's that's what I use.
2: Andrew, question. So are you yeah. excited for next year's Midwest Chopper Fest?
1: Um, I am. Uh, I'm not excited Nervous? for all the work, but right. But right. I'm excited to get doing it again but on a way. It's it's just a lot of work. Nobody, you guys, all of us here that have done any promotion or anything like that, it is a lot of work. Like, there's a lot of time and effort to come up with content, come up with ideas, new, new things to do. Just getting the crowd involved, like, just trying to find something that everybody wants to do. Because a lot of times you go to events, people just want to stand there and watch everybody do something funny or stupid, like mini bike jousting, but. They don't want to get involved because they're afraid to get hurt or whatever. They don't want to be made look like a fool. Like if I would have got knocked off the bike, mini bike, Justin, I would have just laughed. That, you know, not everybody wants, you know, they don't want me look like a fool doing it.
0: Well, next year I'm challenging you, man. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll hold you to that right now. And I'm, I'm we'll going to get bet. the
2: winner. I'm going to going
0: to win. One last question. One last question for you, Andrew. What do you think about those that MMI is putting out there as so called mechanics? That Motorcycle Uh, Mechanics Institute or whatever. That's a good
2: question. That's a really good question. Yeah.
1: There's, they're staying up with the technology. Like the thing about nowadays, like these, the technology of the new bikes like in the motors, look how much power these bikes are making. My new my new M eight motor makes hundred and seventy horse.
2: Damn. It's a lot. It's a lot. lot.
1: Damn. Like there ain't many bikes out there. Like that's like my pan, you know, my shovel heads make only about a quarter of that power. This is so hard. The techno- the technology, what they got out there is advancing, and these, those, those shops are like the MIA's and all of them. They're keeping everybody up with the technology of what's going on, and it's it is getting guys out there to invent new technology, but they're also making it harder for people to do anything different.
3: Right, yeah, they're kind of conforming them to. Yeah, te- you keep
1: and and people. A lot of people forget what, what was motorcycling about? What was the, what brought all the people together about this? Like everybody wants to be, everybody either wants to be in a club or they want to be in, uh, they, they want to be a lone wolf and look like somebody super badass, but they forget of all, the, what is it all about? Mm.
0: Oh God. Yeah. God, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Andrew, the crowd asked, "Do you need any volunteers to help uh, work it next year?"
1: Um, we shouldn't need any too many volunteers. We just like the public to show up and have good times and get involved. Like we'll have biker games again, and we should. We're going to try to do a few different things more too earlier, so that everybody. Cause I know the heat, the heat kills everybody. I'm already working on getting more, more shade and getting up, uh, like, um, like a mister and stuff so that everybody's a little cooler.
0: Rock on. What do you think BPR are, are about all the technology coming out? Cause me, uh, the newest bike I ever owned was, and you know, I'm just getting into it where I have a radio now. Uh, I never liked having a radio before, you know, I had a 2015 Lowrider, got rid of that for uh, an 08 Road King CVO, and then I got, of course, my Evo. Uh, that is a Electra. I wouldn't even know where to start on some of these M8s.
3: Well, dude, you've had an order. Or you've had a newer bike than I have because I have an 08 Street Glide, and that's the newest kind of newest bike I've ever had. <laughs> right, I've had all but, older bikes and everything, but what? You know what? A, a good person to fo- channel the following and kind of get that answer is, is actually Nero from oh, Gliding see on 2s. Gliding, um, gliding on 2s.
1: Uh,
3: he actually just graduated and everything and he's going out on his own to do stuff. What's, that, what's,
2: up? what's up, buddy?
0: <laughs> You're live.
3: you live, <laughs> my little guy.
1: Say what's up.
0: What's hey, up? buddy. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. He's going to be learning some chopper too, huh? Yeah. Oh,
1: He's already working on bikes with me.
0: (laughs) You know what? That's BPR. That's something right there. A lot of people don't uh, have the kids out there working on the bikes anymore.
3: Listen, man, I'm just actually happy that both my kids get in the slobber knockout fights to even go out on the bike. Now, the oldest... I'm actually gonna start them out not even on the bikes, I'm gonna start them out on a long one. I got a cub cadet, I gotta replace every like a shaft and a head gasket and everything on, so I wanna make him break it down and go through it with me. Uh, hey dude,
0: you, I you know what I would love to do? I didn't know, Andrew, if they had any of these there. Did they have any uh sugar bear uh, front ends on any of them bikes?
1: Um I didn't see any bikes with the sugar bear on um and not that i know of i'd have maybe there might have been one i'd have to go look back through all the pictures there was there's so many pictures i was running around it's hard for me to even pay attention to all the bikes the people like i'm pulled so many different ways it's <laughs> it's so it's i'm hoping next year i can i i can sit back not sit back but be a little bit more inactive with everybody so they can see and do a little more showmanship. So
0: rock on. Well, that is Andrew right there again. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome discussion on the bikes. And you heard it first, right here, Monday, seven 25 of 2003. I am challenging him to mini bike jousting.
2: But it's, on, Tuesday. Gotcha. But it's Tuesday though. What what happens best, when it's Tuesday?
0: Best out of three.
2: <laughs> best out of three. <laughs> all right. He dodged right over <laughs> that.
0: I'm gonna start welding up my armor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your trash cans cans out. You know, start welding your your uh, little up. aluminum foil. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Hi, dude. Andrew we'll right, bye Bye. <laughs> Oh man, man. that's awesome. You know what? Nobody understands how freaking pumped I was at that event, man. You,
2: I saw the, (laughs) I saw you genuinely happy. That's what I saw, you know. So that's, that's a good thing. No matter what, who you are, I just want to see people happy. And I saw you in your happy element. You're around bikes, you're around people that care about you, around people that actually care about what we're doing. Doesn't get better.
0: So, what other creators do you like, uh, BRP?
3: Depends on what you're talking about. I mean, there's, there's
0: one of my favorites has to be Professional Monkey. I really like Professional Monkey.
2: Well, oh, this is a spinoff yeah. right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, I
3: don't like that I kind not of <laughs> got that kind of <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, you don't have the money to back it up? <laughs> don't even do that. <laughs> no, I mean I. I follow
3: a lot me. of guys, um, like brought, brought the biker baggers of brews, um, hell's on two wheels. Um, there's just, yeah, so
0: see, they're already making bets out there. BRP. Cause they know Andrew's going to knock my ass off that freaking mini bike. So they're already, uh, paying the see it.
2: Yep. Look, I will gladly pay. <laughs> gladly is the key word.
0: <laughs>
2: see Hollywood <laughs> get knocked off a mini bike. Yeah. That's, there's <laughs> money to be made i'm picturing
3: hollywood like dressed up like that kid off a of little giants and shit with like all the bubble wrap and fucking foam no that's what i
2: need i need bubble wrap when i go you bro know what you're in? young relax well I lived, uh what I've do lived you lived like think about
0: uh yammy noob man uh douche uh says it's not his flavor of bikes but uh, he likes the video and the info
3: dude i can honestly tell you i've never watched his shit
2: i have you know, and I think he's a good content creator. I don't like what he did with his co host. You know what I mean? I think he, what he did was kind of dirty. Uh, exactly, Mr. Uh, Spikes Corner, you called it. Exactly. They did that to, that's exactly what I was talking about. Bam, other people are on it. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great channel. It's all about these Rice Rocket, you know, bikes, which I've never even sat on a sport bike or whatever you call them. I've never even sat on one. I've only, I've only rode Harleys aside from mm. dirt bikes so I, I i just i don't know those kind of bikes but i have watched a lot of his videos and there's a lot of really cool videos about being on the track learning how to ride track professionally you know like the, the proper steps to get to that point you know and i think that's pretty cool
0: right well what i like about professional monkey is him working on the bikes you know and explaining to everybody what he's doing those are the kind of videos i actually like on youtube Me too. You know, because a lot of people say, well, who do you watch and stuff? I watch most of the mechanical guys. You know, that's exactly who I watch. I don't really like all the drama and shit. Uh, That's why I came out and said, hey, man, you got drama. Leave me the fuck out of it. I don't need it.
2: Well, even when there is drama in Hollywood, it's so funny. You'll be like, I don't even care about this drama. Like, you're like, I don't see it. I don't care about it. Like, don't even send it to me because I don't care. I don't have time for this. I like how you Mm -hmm. play it off. You're just like... Like, that that shit is nothing to me. It
0: right. True. Well, it is true. But uh, BRP is going to find out real quick how uh, drama starts out. Hey, hey, hey uh, we, yeah, we were I, discussing uh, that.
2: We were discussing uh, that. I said he's getting phone calls before he's even on the show. So imagine when he's off, off the, after the show. We'll see. Uh, I,
3: believe me, I had my own run-in with the live BS there six months ago. So, that, I mean, that's when I kind of took a little bit of a hiatus and everything.
2: Yeah, because you were a part of a, a fairly uh known panel.
3: Yeah, and then that kind of went to shit.
2: Yeah, but that's that's because of other people's actions. Yeah, it's right? nor neither
3: here, man. Just move right. on from, and just you know that that's what I'm getting at, I man. I just want to get back to what I wanted to do, which is more of like I'd rather promote <clears throat> I'd rather promote like grassroots events and actual riding rather than <laughs> going after the big ticket shit like going to every big swinging dick rally you know across country and shit not that that ain't on my bucket list but i mean look at some of these events that have been getting shut down i know the west coast just lost what two or three of the major ones that have been going on for years uh east coast lost erie bike week they lost roaring shore they lost uh, another event in new york and it's bullshit because some of them events were like yes they were on the list of top, whatever rallies to go to and stuff. But some of them were still just down homegrown the shit you need to go see to understand what this is
0: about.
2: You have to be there to actually feel that kind of presence, huh?
0: That's Mm -hmm. what
2: I got from it. Yeah.
0: So you guys know that uh, from now on, and you can see the replay of this one, over on Mike Ball's uh, Insane Wheels. Uh, we're going to be streaming live to that channel. Uh, from That's right. We're off. live
2: right now, too.
0: Yeah, we're live right now. You know, I just want to help uh, Mike get his channel going and stuff like that. So we're going to be uh, streaming over there exclusively uh, as far as the YouTube platform is concerned. Uh, Dan, Dan the Fireman, uh, he's really good at uh, the basic rider safety. Uh, So we got a lot of good content creators out there that hopefully everybody watches and I get it drama sells, but at the same time you're losing your message once you get into the drama shit.
3: Right. And I totally agree. And that's what I mean. Like I, I have no problem supporting the next guy if they got something going on, especially if they're doing like some kind of like camp out or ride or anything like that. Cause I mean like that could end up being a staple event in their state or their community that helps bring in, more people in the younger generation
2: possibly. Well, I think not just that, but also the the these businessmen or businesswomen, you know what I mean? Like these families that can actually survive off of such rallies once a year, you know what I mean? Imagine how many people it actually affects when something amazing such as, let's say, Sturgis was made or Bike Week or whatever the heck, you know what I mean? All these different jobs have been created throughout the years just from an event. So you were very right on that, I think, you know, being able to do something like that, and then it could be a staple within the state. You never know; you could end up employing tons of people because of what you do. You know, Midwest nope. chopper fast fire, could be I, something big.
0: I appreciate that self fire means a lot. And no, nobody's ever going to fit. Uh, forget about OG Diver, man. It was just us three uh, years ago. Now it's uh, everybody's out there, which is great, and all that stuff. But uh, if you're going to do content, make sure you know, you show yourself, don't do any of this AI crap because who the hell wants to believe you at that point, but really, and that's what I like about professional monkey. I like about the uh, shade tree. It's about having the fun and that's yeah. what this is all about is fun.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. We all kind of got into this. I mean, I don't know about you, but it, it was more, it, it's more of a hobby and it's for fun and you're trying to spread the I'm sorry, the message of positivity and something that we fucking love and want to grow mm. and, you know, to be able to pass that on the younger people and stuff. And that, you know, and that's another thing too, that, you know, kind of blows my mind with somehow how guys go about their videos and stuff. They got to think like they're telling guys to go to this road and do this and that. And, oh my God, you're not cool. Unless you're doing that 120 miles an hour and stuff. But you know, little Jimmy in North Carolina that's 18 years old and just got his stuff is going to think you're the coolest thing in the fucking world and go run that road and actually you know, you know, he's on the front page news. Cause you know,
2: well, he didn't right. know his limitations. You right. know, he's oh, looking at that right. and going, Oh, I have to do that.
0: You know and I- what? And you're right on that uh, BRP because one thing that always makes me cringe and I do cringe is the protocol channels. I'll cringe like a motherfucker when it comes to protocol channels because a lot that is said could get you really hurt, say, in the Midwest.
3: Dude, that's the problem. Everyone's talking from their area, or their neck of the woods. I mean, the East Coast of should be an example of you can literally take 10 fucking steps and walk into a whole different realm right? mm-hmm. with its own stuff. Step- right dude it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not i think it's well let problem. alone
2: let alone region think about even cities to city is so much different you know what i mean let alone a state to state to cross country you know um i believe so wholeheartedly if you're going to do uh protocol videos since we're on the topic if you're going to do protocol videos definitely make sure that you go hey this is what i've experienced in my area my cities. You know what I mean? But nobody really does that. They just go, this is the protocol and this is, you know, and people really got to remember people listen to us, you know? So there's a, there really is a responsibility as a content creator to make sure that we're putting out the right information at all times. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Just to fire at Mr. Garrison over there. I, I, I don't give a shit if a Harley's too expensive. I don't give a shit what you ride. As long as you're out there and you're riding and you're putting in the time and you're loving it, then I don't care.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, some metric bikes as backups. I'll, you know, yep. I love the Suzuki Boulevards. Those are one of my favorite metric bikes. Uh, it really doesn't matter what the hell you're riding and stuff like that. Uh, just get out there, and it's it, not only the motorcycle, but get in that garage and actually, even if you don't know how to work on them, get with your friends and just talk shit to each other. Tell lies about how many boobs you got the last time out. You know, that's what's fun.
2: Yeah, you could sit there for eight hours straight and learn how to change your handlebars uh, and you can do, you know, change out your <laughs> your cables and stuff like that. You can learn and sit there with your friends and sit there with YouTube for eight hours and get get to learning the bike, get to learn yourselves. You know, you, you'll learn well, a lot like, about yourself. like
0: Nelson just said, uh, BPR, isn't it uh, universal protocol to conduct yourself as a man and mind your own business? It's worked for him for decades. People don't know how to do that anymore. Right,
2: people can't people can't stop putting their own foot in other people's suit. That's it. Mm-hmm.
3: But in a sense, like I, like I said earlier, like I got the you know, I got the opportunity to take almost two weeks off, take a trip. That the first part of it was solo going to Illinois, but the rest of it, I got to hang out with through YouTube and everything. People that I met on the internet. Just other, you know, at one point, quotation bikers that right. you don't know what neck of the woods they're from, what, what cut or whatever thing they want to rep and stuff. And to take the chance to make that ride and meet up with these guys and go to these, some of these events and share that experience. Plus, you know, one of them guys took the whole trip with me all the way back to PA yeah, and yeah, then, we then we went to Antonia. So, I mean, we got the best of both worlds with each other. We got to do kind of like a <clears throat> down homegrown rally, local rally. And then we got to go experience, you know, the big time, you know, woohoo anniversary yeah. rally. And stuff. i tell you
0: what, I go out to Pennsylvania, so I'm going to have to hook up with you. Uh, well, here you go,
3: dude. There you go.
0: We go, I go out to the Pittsburgh area right out that way. Uh, but I believe going forward, that there has to be more talk about the motorcycle than there is this MC shit. Yes, totally agree.
2: I have to agree, hundred um, percent. Like I said, I think you kind of learn a lot about yourself when you you are in those moments, like Hollywood said, when you're sitting in the garage learning your bike, having a YouTube how you're 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 just anything. It, it could be anything that you're changing out, anything that you're building on the bike. Just sit there and actually learn it try to actually pay attention to what people are teaching it there's a lot every video is on youtube you can check it out and you don't have to go to a harley dealership or some mechanic where you're paying a thousand dollars for them to do the labor for you you can do it yourself and uh, not only will you get ga- gain an amazing uh memory from it you'll you'll really get to learn about yourself
0: because well, i know everything, I have everything has changed so much i came from a time where If you're a chick on a bike, we used to call you a dyke on a bike. And that has all changed now as far as the scene is. And, you know, I think it's progressing a lot more and it's good to learn about that kind of stuff. It's good to learn as a creator. You have to get out of your, you know, box and say, hey, you know, because like me, when I seen the protocol stuff, I was like, you know what, why don't you just go up to a club and meet the uh, dudes, you know? It, it, that's the way it was, but it ain't like that no more. See,
3: that's what I'm saying, though, but, like, in in any sense of it, are you are you going to be receptive of a person that walks up to you and says, oh, hey, the internet tells me I should ask X, Y, and Z to you?
0: You'll get punched here.
3: That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, so... Right. How's that you're, supposed you're to work? You're setting them up for failure already.
2: Right, and that's
3: Hollywood's point, dude. Just tell them get out to the bike nights, start a bike night, get out to the bike nights, go out to, on these runs. Whether it's charity run, toy run, whatever, or just a run, because I know a lot of the organizations and stuff around here, they just put on public runs for everyone. They just meet up, just cook out at the end. They go, you know, a couple hundred miles, come back, and it's a. Help. And sometimes there's other <laughs> other club stuff involved. And we'll just hit up other clubhouses and they'll be doing fucking cookouts and fucking food trucks and shit.
0: Right. Thanks for that uh, donation, Nelson. Yes, yes. (laughs) Didn't we all start uh, on two wheels? And we did. Uh, And that's really what's been lost. And uh, you know what? There's just so much enjoyment out there uh, that you guys can do and see other than what you're seeing on the Internet.
2: That's a fact.
3: Dude, I right now, like I had a blast at Hog Rock. I can tell you at Laconia, other than the weather, I can. I would rather go up to Laconia area when it's not Bike Week. Like I, I'm totally beyond the whole ooze and gillets and glamour of what bike, you know, whatever you want to call Bike Week is anymore.
0: He Make didn't. Sure. He didn't say it from that point, Frank. uh He meant as a creator, it's a hobby. Right. You no, know, the creator is a, a hobby. Yeah. No. 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 No.
2: Not the biker aspect but the creator aspect yes
0: Mm -hmm. that's what he was talking about right yeah
3: but i mean like i still i mean there's certain you know that's another thing guys want to that whole thump your chest and say what the fuck is real anymore i see a lot of them videos were popping up there for a couple months what is a real biker what's a real this to me anymore fucking biker is just a fucking dirty word like i don't even want to i don't give a shit what the fuck you call yourself (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I I know still, that,
0: you know, but a biker used to dirt, be a dirty ass motherfucker who went to the edge and jumped out and lived life the way he wanted to live. And he had pride, he had honor and all that bullshit. And it's not like that anymore. Be a normal person who loves motorcycles and clubs,
3: not talk to people like normal people face to face. See, that's <laughs> why I'm trying to do the platform that I am. I mean, a lot of this is obviously gonna have to be through StreamYard because we're talking, you know, across the nation and stuff, but I have a couple episodes sitting that I gotta edit and get up there. Like I said, I just gotta pull my head out of my ass and put the work in. I mean, mm. that's that's what I'm saying is to get that real talk, and I and you can ask a lot of these guys. There's plenty of creators and stuff, even before I really got started. I was riding out to them and just going on if they were putting on an event or just wanted yep. the bullshit and grab a beer. I hopped on the bike and went. He did,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know. And I'm not afraid to sleep on the side of the road. I'm not afraid to pitch a tent. And yeah, do whatever. If if you get a hotel one night, oh my god, you're not a real biker.
0: You know what I would suggest is for everybody in the chat room listening on the radio or Spotify and all that is take off on your bike just with a two man tent or even a tarp and just do it old school and you're going to see how much you change just by doing a trip like that. Dude,
3: yeah, I'm telling you right now that that trip I just took was worth it because like I drive truck for a living and everything and you know, my me I don't get much time to myself. But I also felt like there for a while, especially getting involved with this and the drama and blah blah blah. I needed that escape. And to go back to just throwing, I did. I have a TP tent, man. It's a two-pole TP tent. I had my you know roadside tarp in there, and plus all my other shit I could cram into that damn street glide, which uh opened my eyes to holy shit, you can almost try and pack everything but the kitchen sink. But that's right, still, man, it it was great. Like I felt like it was probably 12, you know, 12 years ago, how it was like, mm. I felt that relaxedness, just instant. The moment I crossed state lines, I felt totally relaxed. Like I knew we were mm. going, you know, and then right the ride back with, you know, um, well, it it's always
0: life. that first hour that kills everybody, by the way. It's True. always the first hour. Yeah. yeah. I, and they're saying, do I want to keep going and uh, get past the first hour? You'll be fine.
2: <laughs> just gotta push through it. Absolutely.
0: Well, maybe uh BPR we or BRP, we should freaking plan something where we all get a meetup next year and uh have some fun. Just meet in the middle.
2: Hell yeah, dude. Yep, we f- f- yeah, we can definitely organize something.
0: Maybe you'll come, Shopper, come out to the Midwest Chopper. Come out to the Midwest Chopper Fest next year and I'll joust your ass. <laughs> that's if that's if Andrew don't fuck me up first.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you? I'll, I'll go against the winner. Again about, I'll go Daddy, against the winner. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the winner. Okay. Don't worry about me. I got, <laughs> it. I got
0: it. Uh Hollywood. They need kickers to go old school. You, you know what? A lot of people don't know what old school is. What kind of kickers.
2: Bam. That's the kind of kicker I got. <laughs> Yeah. Now that would be a
3: dude. Can we can we get a video just a short of that, like him trying to just kick a
2: short it of me showing it off? Okay. We can no, do he it. Reminds
0: me of freaking Charlie Brown. <laughs> oh
2: no! Why that guy?
0: I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably need a hitler uh replacement steve after that jealousy and stuff but uh it's been an, a real interesting conversation we're about at the hour and a half mark everybody uh we really appreciate you tuning in again next week on mondays it'll be over on mike's channel from now on uh if you haven't gone over to bpr's uh chat or brp's channel make sure you go over there and check them out uh, a lot of good creators coming into this uh scene now and uh good stuff final words BRP
3: no excuses just get out there and ride take a trip it doesn't have to be a two week long it don't have to be a month-long trip whatever you know people have that luxury dude the 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 regular nine to fivers take the weekend trip go out with your old lady go out with your buddy take your kid go moto camping with your kid do something get out out there mm-hmm. you know and i can't you know hey thank thank you guys thank for having me in, on man seriously i uh, appreciate it uh,
0: can you put the links uh to mike's and brp's channels here yep. in the chat room uh i don't uh, got it, i'm sure they do
2: I, I i will be able to do that right after um you know, I, I, I. For my final words, you know, yeah, of course, you know, we we're gonna say say ride more, politic less, kind of at the end of, and at the end of the day here. But at the same token, as Hollywood said, I think it really does uh, come down to also uh, the amount of garage time you spend with your your brothers, the the, the amount of time you spend with your own motorcycle. Uh, again, it's going to teach you a lot about yourself. It's going to teach you a lot about patience. It's going to teach you a lot about how much money you're going to spend and how long it's going to take you on each and every one. And then at the end of the day, you're going to love how you built it. It took forever, but guess what? You did it. You know, uh, there's, there's nothing better than that. So at the end of the day, don't let any of this BS, you know, like just try to get out more, try to, uh, definitely ride and, and work on your own shit. That's
0: going to help. Well, that's what I was just going to say to everybody. Uh, instead of worrying about how to join an MC or how do you get involved in one, take okay. the basic step of jumping on your motorcycle and learning about the sport of motorcycling right. before right. you even go to that next step. That's, that's, that's what true. I would suggest. Yeah, it's cool watching all the crap on uh, the internet and stuff, but. Put that aside and actually go learn the basics. Go learn how to pitch a tent. Stay on the side of the road. Uh, You can get some information from Chuck Gines on the different forests and all that type of stuff for you to stay for free for two weeks. Uh, Let's see here. Jason, uh, with all due respect nowadays, especially if you had a chance at roughing it again, or getting hotel, motel. What would you choose? If I was younger, I would choose uh going out and roughing it. Uh, but I'm an old ass now, been there, done that. I know it. So yeah, it'd be different for me because I'm older now. What's well, yeah, I, I, PR... I didn't
3: say I wasn't bougie behind that. I mean, I didn't say I didn't bring that, you know, double extra inflatable queen bed with a little fan for myself. <laughs> You get a little bit older, I mean.
0: (laughs) But I think that's what you're going to want to do. And, you know, I know what that costs me. Uh, Hey, well, uh, why should I watch it? Well, you know, get out there and enjoy the sport. And that's what it is, the sport of motorcycling. And enjoy the life, you know, before you want to get in all the politics and all the bullshit. You know, that's just my uh, two cents right there, as Black Dragon would say. He's probably going to say all that. Uh, But uh, the replay of this one will be over on Mike's and also on Spotify and all that good stuff. I'll be taking it down from Insane Throttle. That way, uh, Mike can get his stuff. But anyway, guys and gals, uh, make sure to visit those links with BPRs and also uh, Mike Balls. Talk to you later. I say goodbye, Ramus, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat Jack. Yeah. The number one the internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on anyone.